Thank you for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Today, Robert and Elizabeth will continue tackling life issues from a married perspective. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. So we mix it up, mix it up. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. No matter how many books they had, no matter what kind of glorious library they possessed, He is the Word. He identifies His very being with the truth which He has revealed. And that holy revealed Word of God divides truth from deception, politically correct from the spiritually correct. And as you'll see, He measures the doctrines inside the church against that Word. As Pastor Robert and his wife Elizabeth continue their series through the letters to the churches in Revelation, they will be exhorting us to keep away from compromise. When you read the Word of God, don't pick and choose what you want to obey. Purpose to be uncompromising in your obedience towards God's commandments. Now here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth with part one of their message entitled, Curse of Compromise. up in Pergamos, about 65 miles above Smyrna. Pergamos was the legal center for that district of the empire, and it was a city with exceeding grandeur. The gymnasiums and theaters and government facilities, and in addition, it it, it had a 200,000 volume library. You know, I mentioned on uh, Sunday, you know, the rarity of, in the ancient world, of books. They were highly valued, and Pergamos had a library that was second only to the famous library in Alexandria in those days. It must have been a real point of pride for them that in a time when learning and books were so highly valued, they, they had the second grandest library in the known world. You know, it would, you know, Elizabeth says that today it would be like having the biggest mall. I don't know if I agree with that, but, but I get her point. You know, today, the, the things that, that we value and, and take pride in are completely different than what they valued highly and took pride in, in in those days. For them, it certainly would have been that massive, wonderful library. Notice how Jesus identifies himself to them. Revelation chapter 2, verse 12, he says, And to the angel of the church in Pergamos write... These things says he who has the sharp two-edged sword. The two-edged sword. There's only one. He's, he's referring to you know, the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. So to the city whose pride and joy is their library, he identifies himself as the Word. Hebrews 4.12 tells us, For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, 
piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Jesus is both assuring and warning the pastor, the messenger, the angel of the church of Pergamos that no matter how many books they had, no matter what kind of glorious library they possessed, he is the word. He identifies his very being with the truth which he has revealed. And that holy revealed word of God divides truth from deception, politically correct from the spiritually correct. And as you'll see, he measures the doctrines inside the church against that word. By identifying himself this way, he establishes himself as the ultimate authority right from the start, both over the church and over that area, over the empire. And he cuts through any excuses or academic arguments, legal arguments, right in the beginning. It's so interesting how much we have to defend the Word of God in our society today. Or we feel that we do. Or we feel we do. We, well, yeah. When all it would take for God is a breath, He would just breathe, and everybody, every knee will bow, every, every eye will see Him so soon, like this. And yet we feel like, well, we know better, because it, it's amazing our arrogance, as, as a, just as human beings, how much we, we feel, well, we will evaluate if God is God or not. When, like this, he can snuff out a life, and he does. John, who wrote this, had seen, before he wrote this, just in the prior chapter in, in Revelation 1, he, had, he was the one who was the closest to Jesus when Jesus walked on earth. He had nestled up against him at the Last Supper, and he was the one that adopted, by Jesus' choice, his mother, when Jesus was crucified. And yet, when he saw him again, he fell as dead. He fell as dead. It says, when he saw that two-edged sword, I don't know what we envision it to be. I don't think we can. But he says in Revelation 1.16, he, he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was like the sun shining in all its strength. I mean, this is, he knew Jesus, and it's the same Jesus that walked on earth, but this is like with the human flesh taken away. And he saw Still even limited because well, he had human yeah. eyes. Just so somebody doesn't send me an email. The it's, flesh wasn't taken. It's not like the human flesh was taken away. But what, he, what it's telling us here is that this one who was so confident in the love of Jesus, when he saw him in all his glory, yes. he couldn't handle it. He lost it. We can't, yeah, Jesus' flesh was gone. He was, the limitation was gone. And so that... We're just trying so desperately to convey. Jesus' flesh wasn't gone. His uh, flesh isn't gone. You could, you could touch him right now. He could eat fish with us. I, I'm just correcting your theology. His flesh wasn't gone. All right. The limitations were the gone. The limitations were gone. He and the glory of God over, overwhelmed the physical. Thank you. Now we can move on. Now we can move on. Okay. Thank you. That's what I'm here for, right? That's what I mean, we're here for. Exactly. I'm trying the next verse. I know what she's trying to say. I've known her for, you know, long enough now I can decipher the Danish to English stuff that's going on in the brain. But anyway, you can continue now. I'll try. I'll do my best here. Limitations with this. Well, this is what he says. Okay. He says in verse 13. It's always safe to read the book. Yes. He says, I know your works and where you dwell, where Satan's throne is. And you hold fast to my name and did not deny my faith, 
even in the days which Antipas was my faithful martyr who was killed among you, where Satan dwells. Okay, this much I can say. What Jesus says is always absolute truth. He is the truth. So when he says that Satan's tr throne is in Pergamos, it is truth. It has to be truth. I don't know if it is still in Pergamos, which is in Turkey, or I don't know. We don't know. There's a lot we don't know with what that means. What we do know is, is that it's a chilling thing to think because unlike Jesus, Satan is not omnipresent. He is not everywhere. It feels like it because he has a third of the angels, but he is not omnipresent. He's not even omniscient. He can't read our thoughts. He's not even omnipotent. He can only do through a filter what God allows. It's so difficult to grasp this. But whatever the case, whatever it means that his throne was there in, in, um, in Pergamos, can you imagine the spiritual warfare? I mean, I, we, we, we have a saying, many of you know by now, the warfare we face most Tuesdays is very different from what we face on Wednesdays and Thursdays in this church. For some reason, something always happens. On, and so we have the saying, it's Tuesday. And, 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 and for, for, for different people with responsibilities towards this meeting, something feels almost hellish until the point we get here. And then it goes away. I cannot imagine what it would be like to, to have church in the place where Satan has his throne. And that's Jesus saying he had his throne there. And what history tells us is that it was, it was the center for pagan worship in Asia Minor, basically the known world at, to people at that time. It was the center of pagan worship and emperor worship, which was a very safe thing to do. The emperor loved emperor worship. But specifically, one of the, one of the deities that was there that is so interesting it was, let me see if I can say it correctly, Aesculapius. 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 Yeah. He was the Greek god or demon of healing in the Greek mythology. And that's where we get the word scalpel from. And, and his symbol was a snake, which you still see in the medical community. The symbol of this, however you say it, his, the symbol of this demon is a snake. Isn't that interesting? in the place where Jesus says that Satan has his throne. And so when you would go into his temple, there were all these pagan temples, and each one had the one bizarre way of worship after the other. But in this particular temple, it sort of reminds me of one of the Indiana Jones movies where it's just you would go in and you would lay on the floor, and I think there were non-poisonous snakes would slither Oops. around. for joining us for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Each Friday here on Main Thing Radio, Pastor Robert and Elizabeth will be tackling various issues that we face as Christians from a husband and wife perspective. Be sure to join us each Friday for these insightful messages from Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. For more information about Main Thing Radio, Pastor Robert, Elizabeth, and Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, log on to MainThingRadio.com. That's MainThingRadio.com. At our website, you'll find today's broadcast for you to listen to or download. We also encourage you to prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. With a gift of any amount, we will send you an MP3 CD of the current series Pastor Robert is teaching through here on Main Thing Radio. A secure option for you to give has been provided via PayPal. 
That's all available at MainThingRadio.com. We'd also like to encourage you to follow us on Twitter. A link to subscribe to our Twitter feed is available on MainThingRadio.com. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. Remember to join us on Monday as Pastor Robert will continue teaching verse by verse through the Word of God. That's next time on Main Thing Radio.